It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Ooh, welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 389. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate! Hello, my name is Nate I'm here to party. Are you here to buy? You here to sell? I'm here to sell. Ah, I know. I know. But I think I'm in the majority here. I am selling geese. And for those who have no idea what I'm talking about... Oh, so oh that, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That weird gotcha. goose rogue flying around Dodger Stadium last night, okay. almost getting hit with a ball, doing laps like he's about to do something. Geese are the worst. The worst. Didn't know where you're going with this, but okay. okay. You hear me now, right? Yeah. Dodger they State, suck. That's great. They suck. Have you ever been on the golf course with them? They're the worst, dude. And they like hiss at you. They stick their tongues out and it's like a hiss. And they just chase you down. The worst my, creatures, dude. Ducks, my, cool. No, yeah, I'm having Geese, deja vu. I'm trash. having deja vu. My gut tells me that you have gone on a, a goose rant before on it's this possible. on this program. It's possible. I will sell every time they make mainstream media though. I mean, they're geese. How often are they really making mainstream media? What are they doing at Dodger Stadium? What What are we doing? Get out. Why is there just one? And where was he? What was he doing? What was he planning on? Get out of here. Yeah, those geese wouldn't fly south for the winter, right? They're just hanging out. They're, I, I mean, guess. Just privileged Hollywood geese. Yeah, the audacity, man. The, <laughs> the geese privilege. Flying around here. I'm also selling Jessica Mendoza for during that whole call. She's just so obnoxious. So obnoxious. So it's a double sell. Wow. All right. Well, starting off Thursday hot. That's fine because I'm, I've got the heat for my buy today. I know I'm late to the party and Padres fans will probably rake me over the coals for it. But I recently. And by recently, I mean within the last 24 hours, stumbled across this. 
I'm on the go like every month, but it's just for show. You keep it amateur while I keep it pro. I'm about my business while you're about your job. I'm about my fans while you're about your host. You want the game like a buddy knows it comes in and it goes. You don't make me head not, you make me gross. My future is right and your future is so dim. I'm on the game like Jack when he broke through the rim. So I look through my glasses and what do I see? Your boy B smell is tearing up this beat. So I'm <laughs> no. yes. I'm I'm buying. I'm buying (laughs) B Snell on the beat. I I knew he had like a little bit of that background. Like he was really into like the hip hop and all that. But like I had no idea that this video existed. And there they he did a music video for this. It's like him and some other dudes, I think from back in like high school, I think. And what's crazy is he's wearing like different hats throughout. And one of them, he's wearing a Rays hat, like the the old TB hat, which is mm-hmm. pretty wild. So I'm, I'm buying it. When did this come out? Uh, apparently, like year, like this. This came to the surface like years ago. I had no idea. I I recently saw it because there's been a lot of hype with like the Cy Young race and all that stuff. And it's like there there's like these these accounts that just no no commentary, no tweet, no text, nothing. It's just they post the video in response to like, oh, these are the updated Cy Young odds. So I'm like, oh, I need to, we man. need to, we need to bring this up. I kind of didn't hate it, if we're gonna be honest. I mean, for a high schooler who went yeah. on to be like a potential Cy Young winner in Major League Baseball, like not bad. Like he I'm did this in high worse. school. Yeah, yeah, this was high school. How old is he? Right now? He's got to be our age. Yeah, probably. I'm going to guess 29. 30. December 4th. So he's coming up on 31. That was pretty good for, I mean, what? When we were in high school, it was 12, 13, 14 years ago. Goodness. That's sounds yep pretty depressing that's a good buy i can appreciate the buy though i mean i had to had to get the vibes up for our thursday episode of course but shout out to b snell on the beat (laughs) i'm all about it um we do have a we do have a voicemail that i want to get to here real quick before we get into some shohei talk uh, send it talk a little bit about the padres they've been making news for mixed reasons i'll say mm. uh then get into some some other dudes that have been making headlines but uh, before we do that voicemail what up gentlemen it is jacob from pennsylvania forgive me if i sound a little raspy uh we welcome in the fall with some allergies up here in the north um, but got a couple questions, got a couple thoughts, got a hot take, boiling, steaming hot take. Um, first of all, who are we taking for the NL Cy Young? I'm thinking it's between Justin Steele. Be Snell on the between beat. Between Blake Snell, who has looked dynamic in my my mind uh, the last couple games, and third, it is between Spencer Strider. So between the, I, I think that's the three it comes down to. I don't think uh, Mr. Peralta. Um, makes the cut, 
But please tell me, who do you think the NL Cy Young is? I think we're close enough to really narrow it down at this point. And uh, if you want to insert someone, please insert someone. Also, my hot take. We talked Otani last episode a little bit. You got way too much hate for what you needed to um, in discussing where we thought he was going. But I'm going to insert my thoughts and say that Zach Galen and Mr. Corbin are going to uh, persuade him to uh, visit the Diamondbacks next season. And that team could very much look electric. Have a great day, gentlemen. That was one heck of a hot take. Holy cow. One heck of a hot take. I'm down. I would go see Otani all the time. Of all of the teams, and I've heard a lot of them, even ones that make I zero not. sense. I even the no. even the takes that don't make sense. The yeah. Diamondbacks are not in those in those conversations. <laughs> so that is truly a hot take if I've ever heard one. That's super hot. Super. I'm I'm cool with it. I can't see why not. I doubt they. I doubt they fork it over. Yeah. Yeah. City backs. Um, the NL Cy Young. I mean, he's not wrong in in the three that it's between. I think that's pretty common knowledge at this point. With what two ten ten games left, I think. Um. I think at this point, it's 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 be Snell on the beat. I'm on the go like every month, but it's just for show. You keep it amateur while I keep it pro. I'm about my business while you're about your job. I'm about my fans while you're about your hoes. You want to get everybody knows it comes and it goes. You don't make me head not, you make me I was only going to play a few seconds, but I'm going to ride it out at this point. I don't even care. That's your NL Cy Young winner right there, especially with this last performance he put out. I don't even care that it was against the Rockies. I I really don't. Uh, to be able to to go, what did he go? Seven? Did he go seven? His last outing, shutout ball. It's typically what it does. I mean, when you get down to crunch time. Yeah, it went seven. Oh, that's right. No, it was seven innings and no hit ball. That's right. And they pulled him because of pitch count. But he had 10 games. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to say, I was wondering if it, that was that game where the Rockies yeah. broke it up in the ninth, right? Yep. Um, yeah, I got to agree. I, I think the difficult conversation that a lot of fans are having is that, like, of the list, I think Spencer Strider is the best pitcher. But on the year, I'm going to take... Snell is having the better year. Strider is stupid good. I'm not arguing yeah. that. Yeah, I mean Strider's got the the strikeouts. He just I mean, he just crossed something absurd. Like top five fewest games started for for a certain amount of strikeouts. I don't remember what it was. I want to say it was 400 strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. He was like top five, top three, something like that of all time. Like that's 
that's special for sure. But yeah, I mean, Snell is like, without looking at numbers, I think he's like a full, a full run lower on the ERA. Yeah, and and that's that's what it really boils down to. Like, if you just want to go super simplistic here, yes, Snell, the 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 ding that Snell gets against his record this year is the walks. Mm-hmm. However, he does not allow that traffic to score. Apparently, he just likes having but guys he's not on giving base up to keep them to keep them from getting bored. Yeah, Strider, on the other hand, has the strikeouts, but his ERA is how. Do we, do we know how much higher it is? I'm not sure. I would guess a full run at least. But the, the other thing you got to argue is like the the offensive support he's getting with the Braves where Snell gets none with the Padres. No support. So that's, yeah, that's also very true. Like how, how many, not, and, it, and again, it's not, I'm not trying to take away from Strider. I think he is going to win multiple Cy Youngs. But how many innings is he pitching where it's almost carefree? You know what I mean? Like there, there really isn't a ton of, ton of risk involved because he got a three, four, five run lead. Snell's Snell's at a two, three, three. Strider's at a three, seven, three. So a run and a half. Run and a half, yeah. Two, three, three. I mean that's stupid good. And we're gonna have two more starts. Maybe at least one. Possibly two. Yeah, yeah, definitely one. When's his next for you're talking for Snell? Yeah. His next start is scheduled for Monday. So if that yeah, creeps two, into get, he would get two. Dude, if that creeps into a two two, like come on. That that's just that's just nuts. So I'm going be Snell on the beat. I saw um who put it out. Oh yeah, okay. So I, I saw this yesterday, a tweet from Danny Vietti says Blake Snell has lowered his ERA in nearly every start since May. Starting with his start on May 19th, his ERA was at 5.40. And then his ERA lowered every start until he got to august and it it only reached a 273 at its highest point in the month month of august and has continued to go down it's hard to say a starting pitcher is getting better getting into september yeah there's not too many pitchers that can say that so yeah yeah I, i think it's safe to say he gets two because they don't have to worry about any sort of postseason early non like unofit like we'll just make it an unofficial prediction on where he signs this this offseason are you asking yeah oh just an um, unofficial off the record firing from the hip where do you think he goes where did we have him going at the deadline baltimore uh yeah i still really like that fit Believe it or not, I'm actually going to say Red Sox. True. Okay. I think, yeah, I that's think actually a, true. A new GM, like, got to make a splash. Yeah. I, I yeah. could see that going down. Obviously, a, desperately needs starting pitching. So that's a great point. And honestly, the reason I hadn't even considered that was because I was in high mode. Now, but now that that's not an issue, yeah, 
It opens up a whole world of possibilities. Training wheels have been removed. Uh, let's talk about, you know, let, let's just go right into the Padres talk and then we'll get Shohei on the back end. Um, as I mentioned, Padres making all sort of, uh, all sort of news recently, good reasons and bad. They have current, they're currently on a, what do they want? Seven straight. Sure. They've won seven. They're eight and two in their last 10. And like, I hate to say it, but they're not mathematically out of it. And I'm pretty sure an, uh, a handful of weeks ago, you said that you didn't want to talk about the Padres again this season. Four and a half back in the division the or the wild card. Oh, certainly not the division. Just for kids. Still how three games how many are they? They're 19 back in the division for those okay. keeping track at home. Um, yeah, so like they've won seven straight, but this is in the midst of a report coming out the last couple of days. Um, I think Ken Rosenthal, Kevin AC, or or somebody, um, Timothy Rapp specifically wrote the the article. I think on Bleacher. Yeah, which was referencing from, the two yeah, the yeah. two articles from Kevin uh, Kevin Rosenthal yeah. and Kevin AC, but just opening up a whole can of worms for the Padres talking about how there is currently an unfixable relationship between uh, Bob Melvin and AJ Preller and talking about how there's, uh, there's leadership issues. And it's not, the, the article was talking about how it's not necessarily about uh, players not getting along rather it's a lack of leadership and from what it sounds like it sounds like it's starting from the top down like if you're if you're AJ Preller and you're you're Bob Melvin and you're not getting along I have a hard time believing that there would be any sort of urgency to have any sense of leadership in the mm. clubhouse like if, if the the folks up top can't even handle it. And you got Bob Melvin, who has a foot in both camps. Like he's in the ear of AJ Preller. AJ's in the AJ Preller's in the ear of Bob Melvin. And then you also have Bob Melvin in in the clubhouse. Like that, that's gonna lend itself to some some serious issues. And it sounds like that it's not just uh what we've seen play out this year. Like this is this has kind of been ongoing. Um but Manny Machado came under a lot of fire in this article talking about, well, not so much in the article, but the, the response, the public response talking about like, well, Machado kind of thinks a little too highly of himself, but he was quoted as saying something along the lines of, um, he's like, I know some, I don't want to mis misquote him here, but it was something along the lines of like, I know like who I am as a leader or something. And it sounded like he was the, unofficial leader. And I think that that's what you and I had kind of talked about where you mm -hmm. got a guy like Xander Bogart's coming in who could be a leader, but given, new guy on the block, right? Given a couple years, but he's not going to be that guy. And he's yeah. historically has been the more, uh, the more quiet type of leader. Um, but he, he is at the same time, the type of guy that'll put, put his arm around you and kind of pull you out of a, a slump or whatever it may be. Uh, but as we've seen, Machado is the vocal guy and we've yeah. seen um we've seen Soto's name thrown around the mix 
I don't think you can assign him any sort of leadership role just because I think we of just, his we forget talent. How, yeah, we forget how young he is, right. and he's still a right. little immature, I think, in certain ways. Same with yeah. Tatis. Yeah, definitely. Tatis is in, in no sort of position to to claim any sort of leadership role at this point in time. But the interesting thing that uh, was brought up about Preller in this report was talking about how he how his approach is basically he just wants to outwork. He wants his team to outwork everybody. He wants his team to just grind more, grind harder than any other team in the league. And he believes that that's, that's the key to winning baseball games and I think where the friction comes into play is you got a guy like Bob Melvin who understands how baseball works and understands what 162 games Mm -hmm. does to a guy like you can't I was reading that it that it said that he he just wanted to take like BP he wanted the team to just take BP every day but like if you've ever played baseball in a schedule that's more than like a high school length season, it it takes its toll. And especially yeah. at the professional level, like that's an everyday thing. You you need a day where it's just a show and go. Yeah. And I would imagine I've never played at that level. I would imagine the show and goes are probably more frequent than even in the minors or the college level because yeah, it's that, more of like a, a grind. Yeah, you know, like get your body figured out versus like get work in necessarily like like get get your body stretched and and feeling good over and especially when you get to like this stage last few months in the season it's like you know i gotta just make sure my body's ready to go versus like i'm getting in the cage working on stuff i think mechanically you are what you are at this point in the season you're not going to be able to change a ton so uh, it's unrealistic. The biggest thing that I took away from it was, it, you know, I mean, he was labeled as a, a micromanager. Um, and what you said about he wants his team to outwork everyone else, that's his philosophy, right? Like he wants to outwork everyone else. even And it says even if it leads to burnout for those working under him. And it's like you said, like you have a Bob Melvin who's been around the block who's won a manager of the year award that like he, he understands that it's a marathon. He's also a little bit of an old school guy. So you have this micromanager who is on the younger side. Like Preller is definitely still on the younger side of GMs and still has yet to really prove, you know what I mean? Outside of him just going and getting big names and making big acquisitions, he still has to prove himself. So it is it is a it it's an organizational issue. And it's there was a piece in there saying that, you know, players kind of feel like they're not sure who to go to. You know, if if yes, you have a leader in Manny, but like outside of the clubhouse, who do you go to with certain issues? Right? Do you go to Bob Melvin when Bob Melvin is seemingly going against the philosophy of Preller, do you go to Preller and go up like over the head of your manager? This is not, it's just not how it works. You know, Preller wanting to get a bunch of athletes. I think that's what it was saying. Get a bunch of athletes and we're just going to go out athlete, the other team and out ability. The other team is what the quote said from a former 
um, staff member. That it just it doesn't work that way. This isn't basketball. You know what I mean? Like you have guys that fill certain roles, and if those roles are unclear, if you have too many guys trying to step into one role, it just you have this issue like you have this year. This is the most like relatable workplace scenario. Yeah, for it's just sure. like the average American where it's like I I don't like my manager, I don't like my boss. <laughs> Should I go to like the director? Should I go to like the CEO and <laughs> just get some sort of resolution of this issue because I can't yeah. keep doing this. Like I'm I'm getting burnt out. I can't handle the micromanaging, I can't handle this issue, that issue, like who yeah. do I go to? And I'm sure for a lot of people in the workplace, like you can't exactly go to your coworkers because that can only get you so far. And in a situation right. like the Padres, you're looking around the clubhouse, you're going, Xander's not really going to say anything. Like Soto's kind of just doing his thing. Right. It's just unfortunate though, because... Like, it, it's hard for me to to hate on the approach that AJ Preller brings to the table because I feel like the way society is these days, that's almost like a foreign concept. Like we're just gonna outwork, we're gonna outgrind. Like right. It's, it. There's so many. <laughs> I don't want to like. I don't want to upset anybody. I want to choose my words carefully here. But I feel like there's so many instances now where it's like, how can I increase my comfort? How can I make things as easy as possible? How can mm -hmm. I yeah. How can I do the least this, amount of work for the this, biggest result? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So when you got a younger, like you said, a young, a surprisingly younger guy coming out with this kind of philosophy, it's like, man, I really wish that like the stars could align for the Padres because that's kind of a rarity. And you, yeah. a guy who's proven that he's not afraid to spend money, I think he he applies that philosophy to the way he goes out and signs guys. He's like. I'm not in a position where I can go out and swing or throw yeah. or pitch, but I can I can outwork and out athlete the other peers that I'm around and go out and get such a name or you know this name that name whatever. Right. And I don't care how much money it costs. I'm going to do what it takes, regardless if it burns me out, if it burns out the people below me. I'm going to go out and do what it takes to build a ball club. And like I said, I. I can't hate on AJ Preller. I don't understand where the dislike from Padres fans have come from because you look he's at Padres. Doing, yeah, I mean, Fest, you're asking. He's doing everything you're asking for. Yeah, I mean, you you look at Padres Fest 2023 compared to Padres Fest 2020. I, I don't even remember what that comparison was, but there was like a side by side. I don't remember if it was 2022 or a previous year, but. Like you can't sit there and tell. Like, don't give me this revisionist history. You can't sit there and tell me that you were out on AJ Preller from day one because you were lining the block to get into Petco for Padres Fest because you were excited about what was about to happen or what you were hoping would happen in 2023 based on the names that he brought in, regardless how much or how long he signed them for. But now, because the Padres have seemingly collapsed, I mean, short of this seven-game winning streak, now you're saying, well, Preller just goes out and signs whoever. It's like, that wasn't the song you were singing back in February. Right. So I just wish that that type of philosophy could could mesh and blend better with a guy like Bo Mel, who is respected around the league. 
who has, in my opinion, and probably your opinion as well, like the right uh, mentality that you need as a manager. Like that's a player's manager and that's what so. you want in a manager. And to yeah. me on paper, it seems like this should be the per, the, these should be the perfect ingredients for a successful recipe in major league baseball. But as we've seen, it has not panned out that way. And this Padres team is one of the larger question marks that we've seen this year. And in the sense that it just doesn't, it doesn't come like I can't compute. Oh, we're going to, we're going to look 15, 20 years down the road. We're going to look back and be like, all these names are in the same lineup and it equated to nothing. And that's, that's what's brutal about it. And, and what I will say on the player side, though, like I, for me, I, I, Manny Machado and I, and I have, we both have slid closer into his camp than when we initially started this, for sure. This podcast, he was the inaugural bum list candidate that was, was, has now been removed, I think. But, the problem is for me as a leader, it's like a, it comes off as like, do as I say, not as I do kind of leader. And when you have this mentality that Preller's trying to inject into the roster or into the clubhouse of let's just outwork everybody. I think everyone can agree that Manny Machado is a, I'm going to do the least amount physically for that result. Right. Like we've seen this guy jog jog nineties regularly. We've seen this guy take yeah. plays off. We've seen this guy take ABs off. It's just a little different to expect that guy to be the leader. Well, it's not. We don't necessarily know what his work ethic is like because we're not there. Like, sure, we don't know what it is. But, but it comes your, off that your, way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, to your point, it seemed it it comes across as a reliance on raw talent because yeah. there's no disputing the raw talent that Manny Machado it's there. has. And it's a matter of whether or not he wants to flip the switch or not is, is right. when you see Manny Machado really shine. So, right. yeah, I don't know. Just a, just a tough scenario. And, and to your point about looking back 10 years down the road, when you said that, the first thing that came to mind is that po- that uh, picture that I posted a, a week or two ago where it was a picture of uh, Harper, Trey, and Soto with the Nationals. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the caption I put was like, should have, could have, would have been baseball's mm-hmm. next dynasty. But you have to take that with a grain of salt because at the t- like at the time, because that would have been that would have been twenty eighteen, I believe. Like at the time, you don't know what Trey is fully going to blossom into. Soto wasn't quite Soto yet. Right. Soto at that point, like Harper was still the guy on that team. Soto, and that's, it's crazy to think about, but like, it's just because of the age discrepancy, but Soto hadn't fully come into it. But at this point in time, these guys are who they are. Like Soto, yes, still young, but like a guy like Machado, a guy like Bogarts, this team, it's, it's less speculation for a team like this than it would be. Mm-hmm. the 2018 nationals where it's like, yeah. well, we don't really know about Soto. There's in more guys in their prime. Right. In 2023, we know Soto, we know Xander, we know mm-hmm. Manny, and it's still not working out. I, I don't understand. And in my, in my Facebook memories, I saw, uh, I, it was about two years ago, 
to the day where we were uh, we were on 80 win watch for the Padres back in 2021. And that was like that Manny was on the team at that point. Mm-hmm. And so it you have to zoom out a little bit and recognize it's not just this year like this. Uh, I mean, outside of last year's little little run there in October like this is it's been ongoing for for some time now mm-hmm. and that's that's got to be concerning if you're a Padres fan do you see we we talk about like the the leader that's you know that's like a Johnny Johnny Hustle kind of guy do you see a name that could slide in there that could fill that role for them I mean whoever it would be is going to have to be there long term and if mm-hmm. AJ Preller's proven anything he's he's okay with that like he'll sign a guy long term that's not the issue but I don't think this is an issue that can be fixed opening day 2024 because like I said you could have if he if he would have become a little more vocal upon arriving to San Diego you could look at a guy like Xander be like okay this could be the guy that could slide into that role and maybe he still could be but at this point in his career I don't know if he changes that mm-hmm. I don't know if he changes his style but whoever is going to fill that role and do it well and not be as wishy-washy as a guy like Manny Machado because I think Manny Machado is the type of guy that's going to He's going to give you the leadership when things are going good or even when things are like mid. But when things start to slide, I don't know if you're going to get that same Manny Machado it get, leadership. It, it feels a little a little negative. little negative, a little it hypocritical. Could, yeah, a little bit of um, that. So here's, I don't even know who it would be. Here's something weird. And you can call me crazy. This is definitely thinking outside the box. What if we saw some type of salary swap that got Mike Trout to San Diego? Talk about a Johnny Hustle. That guy puts in hard nineties. No every doubt. Time. But if we're trying to address the leadership issue, I don't know if I look. He's at not Mike vocal Trout. enough. I don't know. That's yeah, I don't the know thing if- though. Like if Manny's the vocal, and he's the do as I say, and then Trout comes in, he's the do as I do kind of leader. But would you be okay? Like, I mean, do teams have the kind of have success when they have like? I mean, for lack of a better term, like co-captains, like yeah, I don't know. That I think back to, um, and it was funny because, like, just a couple weeks ago, we saw that that article with, uh, or not an article, the interview with David Wells. I'm um, talking about like you know Yankees leadership back in the day, and he was saying like, Jorge Posada like once threw me up against the wall and got in my face, and like let me know that I was not acting appropriately. And I think like us as Yankee fans, we don't necessarily look back to that era and idolize the leadership of Jorge Posada. It was more of Jeter getting that that praise. So maybe there are some guys that can come in. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's a smaller name. Maybe it's someone who is willing to enforce and be that like sub leader underneath Manny Machado. And say, you know, like, I'm willing to go to battle for you, too. If we're going to go in the same direction, I'm going to follow you. And I'm going to help police the clubhouse with you. So Manny isn't the only guy every time. And I just wonder if maybe they're missing some of those names. Like you said, Xander's new to the block. He's probably not going to do anything quite yet, maybe in a few years. 
Soto, to me, Soto's just, it seems like he's playing for a contract. He's playing for his big bag. He's got Scott Boris in his ear constantly. So, and, and Tatis is just doing everything he can to get back on the right side of acceptance. And it's hard for pitchers, I think, to take that role too, because a lot of them are hanging out in the bullpen for the rest of the time. Or so, out, yeah, or they're out there every fifth day. It's hard yeah, to yeah. lead every fifth day. So I, I just, uh, yeah, I think it's it's a serious. I, I I do think it's a serious look into their structure and see what they can do to fix it. If I was, I'm just going to ask you something. So the three options that I'm going to give you. Both Bob Melvin and Preller return. Or Bob Melvin's gone or Preller is gone. Which one are you taking? Uh, I hate to say this because I'm a I'm a I'm I mean I'm not gonna say sit here and lie and say I'm a huge Bob Melvin fan because like I just don't know the little I do know, it's good. Yeah. Just about what he brings to the table as a manager. Um but I, I would be lying, or I, I would be a hypocrite if I sat here as often as I did talking about how important I think it is to have front offices, to have GMs, have owners that are invested and interested in actually winning and putting a winning product on the field. For me to sit here and say, well, I want a guy like AJ Preller out because I don't... Uh, I know the contracts from this offseason weren't exactly pretty, like signing guys into their 40s. But, I mean, I would almost rather have that. I would almost rather have a guy that's willing to fork over crazy money to give his team a chance. Like, the fact that the Padres are on, I mean, what did we say? I mean, they're they're still on 80-win watch, right? Yeah, there's 75 and 75 and 78. Like we're again, we're back to 80 win watch for the for the San Diego Padres who are making like six billion dollars this year. Like it's not that's not on AJ Preller. You can sit there and say, well, it's the contracts he signed. No, that it's I know chemistry is important, but at the end of the day, like that raw talent has to come out in in some shape or form in in regards to a win or two. Uh, So that's not on Preller. So all that to say, um, I mean, if this friction that's being reported is is legitimate, if it's actually there and it's it's causing tension that will have potential irreversible effects on future, like the 2024 Padres and beyond, I may just have to say Bob Melvin needs a new a new home because I would agree. I, it's just hard for me to turn turn away that kind of money and a guy that's yeah. willing to put it on the table. I would agree. I would agree. I think, I think Melvin's out, unfortunately. And, and just tying a bow on this. I mean, the, the success that we've seen Bob Melvin have is with a very standoffish, unplugged Oakland A's organization. You know, like a, I'm just going to throw a team out there and let you do your thing kind of management. And letting Bob Melvin have the steering wheel. So this is a new scenario for him. I don't know if there's any other teams that kind of fit that category. I don't know if uh, if it's like a Royals team or 
you know, a team that's just, we got some young talent, but we're not here to necessarily the liver die by winning a trophy. So I think he's out. He'll probably have a year off and then back somewhere else. Again, I I don't know Bob Melvin's managerial style as much as other fans may know about him, or I don't know it as well as they may. But you just would think that a a more old school kind of guy like him would mesh better with a guy like Preller, who has been extremely vocal about doing whatever it takes. And it just doesn't make sense to me that this isn't working out. So I guess we'll see, but. Uh, it's just this is the way organizations are going now though gms want a yes man in that manager role you know they want somebody that's going to trust almost blindly the analytics and 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 what the front office is doing so yeah we'll see but i do think it's it's probably one of those year off couple years off scenarios and he goes and finds a job somewhere else uh Shohei Otani had surgery uh he underwent quote an unspecified elbow procedure on Tuesday morning and so the baseball world can expect Otani to be good to go uh as a hitter starting opening day and then he'll be good to go on the bump in 25 I don't like the unspecified yeah we're just we're just not gonna we're just not gonna, of not gonna disclose the tj surgeries anymore that's what we're gonna start seeing now tj surgeries are no because it's such a buzzword right it's such like that would blow up notice how small and well, it's not just that it's this not did not just come the, in hot it's not just the tj element of it it's the fact that this would be his second tj that's right. what that's what's right. not being talked about and it's they, I mean, you can you can look at reports. It's tougher to come back from a second TJ. Yeah, and it it the the crossroads that we're at right now with Shohei's free agency looming. I I can't say that I'm surprised that we're just yeah. gonna be like, well, you know, he had a procedure done. We're not gonna exactly say what it was, but just know that he's gonna be good to go. Like, come on, that's TJ. If you're come not on. pitching till 2025, that's TJ. Stop lying. So I I don't know. It it just it didn't blow us up. Do you notice that? Yeah. This didn't really blow us up. This was somewhat under the radar type of thing. As far as notifications go on our phones and social media and stuff. So I I don't know. Um I don't know. I my question is is it's the biggest question. Does he is it is it still over 500 mil? Is that still going to be the contract? I don't know if you saw. Stephen A. Smith says no. <laughs> says that uh, they well, didn't Stephen win. Well, Stephen A. Smith also said that he couldn't be the face of baseball because he doesn't speak English. So I'm not yeah, going to really put much I, stock into what he Stephen says. Stephen A. Baseball. Smith has no clue what he's talking about when it comes to baseball. He also said he didn't get anybody in seats in L.A. I'm like, that's a lie. Everyone that was there was only there for him. So that's just incorrect. Yeah. I bet if we were to check attendance, I would say they're higher than what you would think. 
I think I read that the Angels had the tenth highest. Yeah, there you go. Average in the league this year. So don't get or me with home that. average. Yeah, just an idiot. Does he get over five? I don't know, man. I I feel Do like you see I a short term deal. I hope not. Yes and no. I I don't want to see a short term short term deal because I just want to see how just astronomical we can make this contract just for the sake of like a talking point yeah but on the flip side like i don't want to see yet another contract that people six not even six four five maybe six years down the road people are going oh man they're they've really handcuffed themselves this is just going to turn out to be one of the worst contracts in baseball and yes i know it's shohei so it's not like a it's not like a I don't even know, fill in the blank, like a like a Stanton-esque mm, contract. Mm, sure. But like, think about it. Think of how, like, I, are we crazy to sit here and wonder, like, why this continues to happen? Because you look at a guy like Stanton. Everybody was so high on Stanton. Like, oh, who's going to finally get Stanton? They give him the contract. Didn't work out. You get, I mean, talk about the Angels and the contracts they've handed out. Like, at what point and and I'm I'm not trying to like cross camps here because I know that I talk about like players needing to be spent on and and paid but like can we stop with like the 350 400 450 possibly 500 million dollar contract talk not just with Shohei but just like across the board because it just think about the guys that have received these contracts and how people are already talking about, well, I mean, this this could go down as one of the worst contracts in history. It's like mm-hmm. we can't just keep rewriting history yeah. when it doesn't pan out after year two or whatever it may be. So right. I understand that Shohei, and I understand that he brings a completely different type of value to an organization, and he's going to be, even if he didn't pitch a single like he didn't pitch a single inning the rest of his career, he's still going to be one of the best hitters in the league. So with all of that, I don't know, man, this, this whole like unspecified thing. I just think that it's more ammunition for these teams that are already, they were already interested in them, but now you've got the, you've got the injury, you've got the surgery. Now you've got the news surrounding the surgery and how it's like a little shady. Whoever's whoever's releasing this information, I don't know if it's his camp or not, but like they're not doing a great job of of this in terms of trying to protect the bag that they're after. Because every time something like this comes out, it's just like I said, more ammunition for these teams to be like, yeah, well, I mean, if you're not even going to tell us what the surgery is, and mm. you're clearly trying to protect your asset here and and not be forthcoming as to what's being done to his arm we're going to maybe have to take a step back. And then at that point, his camp might start having to scramble a little bit to, to do what they can to get it as close to the number that they have in mind. And I don't even, I don't know what that number is, but I don't think he gets at this point in time. I don't think he gets over 500. It's over four. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to think about it like, and it's not like groundbreaking, but you, you got to think about it in terms of what, val- like, what would you pay him as a pitcher and what would you pay him as a hitter? And 
like sure he's he's taken a knock on the the pitching side of things in that regard but you can kind of come up with uh an estimate of what he he could be making at least aav wise based on those numbers that you come up with he does turn 30 next year for anyone wondering um i do think it's below 500 i would agree Next year will be his sixth year in the league. I believe so. Because he came in in 18, right? A little uh, bit of a slow start, if I recall. But Please hold. Twenty eighteen, yeah. First yeah, year. So so, Slow start. That's funny. Still at a 925 OPS and 22 well, jacks his first year. But I agree. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, not MVP stuff, but right. Yeah. Um, and like, he, he, how many games did he have that first year? Uh, 104. No. What did yeah. He, 104. How many did he have in 19? Why do I remember him 106. having 106. I don't know why I remember him having a shorter season out of the gate, but yeah, one hundred. Yep. Um, interesting. I was chatting with my buddy yesterday of landing spots, and I know everyone is going to the obvious name of the Dodgers. But if that number has dipped down due to whatever's going on with his arm. I don't know if the Dodgers dropped their number at all. Don't know if they need to. Don't know if they care. But if it does get into the fours, that opens up the doors for more teams. It has to. Why not the Mariners? Why not? You talk about the legacy that Ichiro has placed there. He's absolutely going to be a Mariners ambassador to try and get him over there. You have Japanese culture already still. They're they're still talking about Ichiro. They're still in love with that. Yeah. So I looked up payroll stuff. Moving forward. They have one, two, three, four, five... Only six names making double-digit millions. So making $10 million or more per year. It's only six names. We know that Julio signed that big deal, but it's, it's spaced out so much over that 12 years. It's only $17 million a year. The highest payroll number is Robbie Ray at $23 million, which you could argue you could possibly offload. Somehow, some way, about Robbie Ray. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that's fair. Luis Castillo right behind him at 21. Everyone else is much lower. Tay Oscar is at 14. You can offload that. That's gone after next year anyway. Um, the rest of the names. I mean, Eugenio Suarez at 11. J.P. Crawford at 10. This is not that bad. This is an organization I think could make it happen. 
And if you space it out, I mean, he's 30 next year. You got to assume he's, he's going to be DHing the rest of his career. So you don't have to worry about the physical stuff outside of pitching. Why not give him 11 years? Why not give him 12? How many guys have we seen that are playing into their 40s that have that contract going into their 40s now? It's happening more and more. Between Verlander and Scherzer getting, I mean, you Darvish getting Bogarts. into Bogarts, getting into 42, 43 years old. It's, it's really not that bad. So let's just say his paycheck dropped to 450. Space that out over 12 years. That's only 37 mil a year. That team can make that happen. But is it not like are we wrong to assume that his camp is going for just the the record AAV and that's that would not be a record AAV. I think it becomes less important at this point. I think if he was fully healthy, yes. I don't know. I think it's I more can't... about a home. I think it's more about finding a place where you're going to be accepted and you're signing on with an organization that's going to, and this is where the Dodgers come back into the conversation of a, an organization that's going to commit to winning year in and year out the entire, and the, the length of the contract. I don't know if the Mariners are that way. I don't know. I, I feel like I keep going back and forth on the leverage that they have because I, I, I'm of the belief that the way that these last, honestly, just like month, two months have gone, like they've lost a lot of leverage. Oh, some of it out of like out of their control, obviously just with the injury and all that. But with, like I said, with the way they've handled it, um, so they've to me they've lost a little bit of leverage in that regard. But on the flip side, I'm like, man, when push comes to shove, and you've got Shohei sitting at the table with these teams, and these teams are sitting there going, "Well, here's reasons X, Y, and Z why we don't believe you're worth five hundred million." And then Shohei's camp is going, "All right, that's fair. We're gonna move on." And then those teams are going, it's Shohei. I know. Like that's, at the end of the day, it's right, Shohei. Right. So it's like, who really holds the leverage here? Like, is it does Shohei, even with the injury and being out on the bump for a full season, even with all of that, does Shohei and his camp still hold the leverage? All right. So then is it the short-term deal again? Maybe it's a three-year deal. First year of that, you're not pitching. And then you have two full years to prove that you are officially still a two-way player. So what then? Kick the can down the road to get a, a long-term deal at the end of that is what you're saying? At 33? It's not that crazy. No, but I. if there's ever been a player, I feel like it was a guarantee that it was going to be like a double-digit year term contract it would be Shohei and I feel like that's what this whole thing has been building up to is like how many millions is it like is it going to be four is it going to be four and a half is it going to be 500 million dollars I'm going to see 
I'm curious if that'd be such a, uh, I'll just say it like as a baseball fan, that would just be a letdown to see Shohei like all this talk, all this hype, all this build up for it to just be like a two, three, not saying it's not practical and it, it potentially could be a smart move for, for Shohei to, to do that, to reestablish himself as a two way player that we saw this year on the other side of the injury, of course. Um, but that would just be a letdown, man. Like I agree. Three year, 120 mil or something stupid. It's like, yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Looking at, um, another team that's kind of not the Dodgers, but brought up the giants contracts just for comparison to the Mariners. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11 guys making double-digit millions, so 10 or more million a year. Leading the leading the pack is Jock, making wow. 19. So, yeah, I don't know but if that's they can a, fork it over. Jock's, Jock's only on a, what, one- or two-year deal? Jock will be done after next year. Some after of these names 2024. Will, yeah, same with okay. B. Croft, Alex Wood. Couple names fall off. Yeah, you can talking about some retiring. So yeah, that, that might be a. I don't know if that changes issue. payroll, but the. I don't know. Maybe there is a conversation of, uh, you know. Let me show you. Give me a couple years, I'll show you what I am again, and just put all these injuries behind us. A bet on yourself situation, like. Like we've seen certain guys do. I think it would be a letdown. I would agree. I would like to see a big deal. It's just who's going to take that risk. I think the barrier to proving oneself is probably at the lowest it would ever be for a guy like Shohei. Sure, versus that's other not, players, yeah. Right, that's not that's not really a a tall hill to climb if you're Shohei cuz I mean he literally has been the best baseball player like removing like the the noise the injuries and all that when he is at his best when he is playing an mvp form he is literally the best baseball player if you could extrapolate that and i know that's a big if it's gonna be he's gonna be the best baseball player of all time Mm -hmm. so and he's done it enough seasons for enough seasons to where I I think the question mark is really just going to be about how quickly can he bounce back from, from a second TJ? Because if he yeah. does, he, that barrier should, or that, that, yeah, that barrier is just going to be so small. I would think. I don't know. Me neither. Lots of, lots of consider, but I'm sure it all, play out once the offseason hits we'll start hearing the conversations pick back up again uh until then we got some other names to talk about corbin carroll can we take a second to tip our cap to a young man named corbin carroll becomes the first rookie in al nl history why do i keep seeing that by the way why why not just mlb history why does it all these records, it's always the first in AL NL history. 
I haven't seen. Uh, is that like the new thing? Am I just not enough of like a baseball historian to understand the the difference there? Like, why why the discrepancy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Becomes the first rookie in AL NL history to hit twenty five home runs and steal fifty bases. My question for you is: Given that we've only seen a very small sample of Corbin Carroll. Would you, and we're obviously not going to come back to this, but merely for the sake of conversation, I'm curious where your head's at right now, now that he's reached this, this mark. Do you have a comp for what you think Corbin Carroll could be in terms of star power, in terms of name recognition, in terms of being a household guy? Do you, is there a guy that comes to mind if you could maybe like from a different era no like is he gonna be like uh it's just the first guy that comes to mind is he gonna be like a xander bogarts to where like he's he is in the upper echelon of his position but he's not like he's not on any covers of a video game necessarily i mean i think i think that's just the curse of being here in phoenix yeah you know Um, because like Paul Goldschmidt didn't get the love he deserved when he was here across the league anyway. True. Yeah. You know, like he didn't get enough love. (sighs) As far as a comp goes, I really, I really don't know. It's just dictated by where he would wind up. Yeah. But I, I mean, He's not on a long-term deal, right? He's still on his rookie deal. No, they, they signed. Remember, him. they signed him Did in the off-season because we. Oh, it was a seven-year deal. That's right. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, we, yeah. So I'm saying, I mean, I know seven years is a long time, but we've seen guys play that long elsewhere and and still retire around, as yeah. a a team or retire as a a star for another team or go to the Hall of Fame as a player yeah. for another team. Like in the like in the the very good star category, not the elite stars that we see, but like the very good stars in the league. I, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's a lot of names you can put in that, that very good category. If we go back to like just our last era, go, go to names like, um, like a like a Tory Hunter, like a Mark Teixeira. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like names that everyone respects and you look at him and you're like, yeah, that guy's really good. But he's not like that in that elite status. He's not in the in the household name. Everyone knows him, even if you're not a baseball fan kind of kind of guy. So I wonder if he's gonna fit into certain categories like that. Are those weird names to drop? I feel like that's a that's like the very good star. Yeah, but no, not. I mean, I I'd certainly put you on the spot. So like, I, I'm sure it's tough to to kind of come up with names like that that quickly. But I feel like Tory Hunter is a good one because it's like you he, fans like you and I can look at Tory Hunter and be like, yeah, that guy was mm-hmm. a stud. That guy was a freak, and yeah, he knew what he was doing on a baseball field. And we've already seen just in his rookie year, like Corbin Carroll knows what he's doing on a baseball field, mm-hmm. and he does what he does well, but whether it's 
not reaching uh, certain career milestones or whether mm-hmm. it's simply geographic right issues bias like, like a, yeah you yeah. just get it lost in the mix a little bit and, yeah i could see i could see him ending up in a situation like that yeah that's yeah. a good it's a good comp yeah i don't know that's just off the top of my head but i i think i mean he's a freak uh, i was looking at odds yesterday he's basically run away with the odds of of then all uh rookie of the year um i know my pick kodai senga is starting to slip away in that second place but uh yeah man i, I if you're a diamondbacks fan you got to be super excited with what he's doing they're hot right now they're winning ball games they're back in the conversation um i'd be i'd be very excited with like everything that the diamondbacks have going on right now and they just continue to call guys up too they're they're calling more guys up uh, Jordan Lawler coming up, you know, I mean, like they have names that are just going to continue to just build into what they're going with. So I don't know if I'd put him in that tanking category over the last few years, but it it's paid off. They got a whole lot of talent, whole lot of talent. So yeah, I like him. I do like Lord Farquaad. I will say that. He is fun to I watch, was, man. Balls to the I was wall. Pleasantly surprised at the response I got to that post. I put out like there are more people than I thought agreed with <laughs> yeah. me. Like I, I was glad. I was glad people could see what I was seeing. Yeah, it's um, definitely the hair. It's for, for sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And like the the. I mean, he. I know he mixes up at times, but like he'll have like he's a got that goatee, goatee. Or like the fuzz yeah. a little bit. It, yeah. it it works well with Lord Farquaad. The obvious size, yeah. <laughs> yeah this, this but, but i mean it's it's like it's getting there i i would say he's getting up there in in recognition already like kevin durant has come to games here mm. rocking and i mean durant wears seven so you know him yeah. wearing corbin carroll's number like it you know there's certain of that like it's it's getting there so i hope i hope he i, I hope he does get to superstar status but overall i think yeah i think he's going to be that middle of the pack superstar that a lot of people forget about i hope for his sake he can avoid a a sophomore slump that so many of these guys tend to agreed run into um i think just the way he plays it's almost like he's he's gonna be okay like he's gonna find a way to impact the game somehow some way on the bases defensively like He's just, I think he's just that kind of guy. So as long as he stays healthy and like his speed remains his main factor, I don't think anyone was expecting this pop though. 25 jacks is a rookie. I certainly was not. Let's go. Let's go. Um, Hunter Green becomes the first red since 2000 to have 14 or more strikeouts in a game. Hunter Green has turned it on as of late for a Reds team that is desperate for wins down the stretch here in the in the thick of the wild card hunt. He is two and zero with an ERA of one one point five, and he's got thirty five Ks in his last four starts. Ooh. Yeah, I'll take that all day, Mister Green. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's back. Glad he's healthy. This guy, um, I just hope the Reds can find a way to like lock some of these guys down long term. 
you know, be the face of the franchise moving forward. Why am outside of Ellie? Well, they got they got Hunter, didn't they? I don't know. Did they? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, we talked about it. It was it was earlier this year. Yeah, six year, fifty three mil. All right, what? Six fifty three, six year, fifty three mil. That's gonna be such a budget deal in a couple years. Well, let's hope. I hope. I hope. Yeah, I hope right. that the pitching continues to develop and is it's not just a thrower, you know. Yeah, that was back in April. Man, what a deal. <laughs> That's a stupid <laughs> what a stupid deal. Stupid deal, but get yours, I guess. How old is he? Mm. Putting me on the spot here. With 23, these, 24. These age questions. 24. Turned 24 in August. Old school. He's going to be hitting the, the, the market old school. Where we used to see guys hit the hit the free agency market at 30, 31. It's yeah. going to be like that. So hopefully he can prove himself. But yeah, I would love to see him lead the charge, get them in somehow, some way. Wow. He was born in 1999. You don't see much of that these days anymore you don't see no, young stars in still the 90s. still repping the 90s Ugh. and so barely at that august 99 that's yeah that's crunch time um talking about age here adam wainwright how what is he is he 41 40, i would say one watch him be like nope. 36 <laughs> no he's definitely up there 42. He turned 42, 42 in August. Um, notched his uh, 200th career win last outing out, and it was vintage Wayno, dude. Seven innings, four hits, no runs versus the first place Brewers. I, I mean, like I would have loved to have seen it regardless, but the fact that he didn't do it against some scrub. Yeah. Sure. Royals team got the was... standing O he deserved everything I think everything went well this is am I crazy for saying this is the sole reason he came back this year yes and no I mean if you're way no you're thinking after last we talked about this after the way last year ended you're thinking I still got a little bit in the tank and then he comes yeah. back for the world baseball classic which I guess you he wouldn't have necessarily needed to commit. I mean, I don't know if the, if team USA does it differently than like other teams around the country, but I'm assuming he wouldn't have necessarily needed to commit to the MLB season in order to participate. But mm -hmm. I'm sure if, if there is an, any sort of fine print there, I'm, I'm sure he just wanted to play in the world right. baseball classic bad enough to where he's like, well, I want to play in this. I've got enough left in the tank. I think based on how last year went, let's give this an, one more, one more run and I just has, you know he's in that era of yeah uh, the pitchers that still care about wins so well I mean when you're that close to a, a milestone I'm, I'm sure it matters he may not care as much as other yeah. guys but I mean even if you don't care about wins at all you're going well if I could just get to 200 that'd be pretty sweet but are we gonna see we're not gonna see too many 200s anymore not at all 
Not, not with guys going all. five and a third. <laughs> I mean, we could very well see, I mean, call it far-fetched or crazy, but we could very well see the requirements for a win change yeah change just be flipped on their head with the way yeah. that the the uh pitching philosophies are are going these days but i don't know but to your point yeah not not many unless something changes but at that point then we're talking about different eras altogether yeah um he's the fifth active pitcher with 200 wins do you know the other four Well, Scherzer, Verlander. I got both of those, right? I can't see yep. your thumb. Cool. Yep, got both. Uh, Granky. No. Yeah. Okay. That was a good poll. I thought that would have been you. your. That would have been the the one to struggle with. Thank you. Um. Kershaw. Duh. There you go. That's the other four. The That's other it. Four. Look at that. Well done, man. Let's go. Well done. I was impressed. Thanks. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's coming up on one, maybe two starts left, but I don't know. It. I don't want. I don't want to see him get hit with like two more L's. But like at the same time, I would love time, to see him just leave right now. Just, clean, clean yeah. two hundred on the books. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Give him a couple of no decisions and yeah, and call it a call it a season. Yeah, hit us with your post game com- concert or whatever it is, and <laughs> yeah. right off into the sunset. Yeah, what um, a cool dude too. Like, just uh, he's so I I would love to just sit down and have a conversation with that guy. He seems so genuine, so cool. I bet you we could we could get him on once once he calls it. We could get him I, on. I bet we could try. I have no doubt. Yeah, cards got a good one. Cards got a good one. Uh, that kind of does it for me in terms of topics, but before we do that weekend series, just running through this real quick. I have my eye on the Mariners and Rangers. I've got game one versus Bryce Miller. Game one, Bryce Miller versus Dane Dunning. Game two, Hinjin Ryu versus Zach Littell. Game three, Brian Wu versus Jordan Montgomery. This is huge. As it stands right now. Tied. Te- Texas and Seattle are both tied for the final wild card spot. And then in the West, they are both trailing Houston by half a game. <laughs> this is huge, dude. That's a big one. It's a really good one. The Astros are doing their thing, too. That's what, what a I heck got. of a Who'd division. You- who do you got? Give me Jay's Rays. Um, less about the Rays. Uh, Division-wise, they're two and a half back. So I don't think this is a series that will make or break that. But same reasons what you mentioned before with your two teams. They are right behind the Blue Jays. Blue Jays currently have a one-game lead in that second wild card spot. Um, that is going to be in Tampa. Got Chris Bassett going game one against Tyler Glass now. That's the one. That's the one I would tune into, which will be tomorrow night, Friday. Uh, then you got Ryu against Littell. 
And then Kikuchi against Bradley on Sunday, just a three-game set. Um, curious about Kikuchi. I think he just left his start with some arm issues, but apparently it wasn't yeah. arm issues. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of my closing the book items. Why? Bro, what are you, what are we talking about? Is this a real thing? Let me pull up the post here. There was a tweet from Caitlin McGrath. She said, Blue Jay starter Yusei Kikuchi thinks he'll be fine for his next start after he left the game with cramps. The biggest revelation was that he said it may have been caused by only getting 11 hours of sleep the previous <laughs> night instead of his usual 13 or 14 hours. <laughs> what? I'm almost less confused by that and more confused by the people in the comments being like, how does he do that? Oh, I don't know. He's a major league pitcher that throws every <laughs> fifth or sixth day and has really nothing going on in the mornings that he would need to attend to. Uh, just a thought. Uh, I don't know if I could physically stay in bed that long. I think my body starts to hurt. Yeah, you get, start getting like bed sores and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Like That's a real concern here. Man. Yeah, like, you got to have superior sheets and just the perfect pillow. The temperature's got to be right. Yeah. Like, otherwise, I'm I'm either going to have to get up to go to the bathroom. I'm going to yeah, start getting hungry. Dude. 14 hours? That's awesome. That's that almost... Was, like, that's okay. not healthy, right? Because they say, like, it's bad if you sleep too little. But on the flip side, I think you can sleep, like, too much, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think you can. I think you can. I don't know. There's, like, an optimal, like, window. And I think if you go over that, it... It starts throwing your Look, system. Look, I home. get like certain people have different requirements for sleep. Like I'm one of those people that I need eight hours. Anything less, I'm definitely struggling. And then there are some people that are like four hours, I'm good. That's all I need. Like you're a psycho. But well, they're lying. But yeah, yeah. Fourteen is like I'm just thinking back to the good old days where I was like a teenager. You know, played a doubleheader yesterday. Had a big Chipotle burrito and then just slept <laughs> until 1 p.m. the next day. And then, yeah, and then you wake up to mom patting your leg. Hey, I made you pancakes. <laughs> hey. Just come on out whenever you're ready. It's, it's lunchtime. It's like it's almost <laughs> dinner time, but thank you. Um, uh, yeah, what the a people, legend, though. little tangent here. The people that are like, yeah, four hours, all I need. You're lying. Like, it's scientific. It's proven it's in science that... You need like X amount of hours to operate. Like, I think those people also level. also like yell at all of their coworkers in the afternoon of that following day. I think it. I think all those people are. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the same people that like brag about how busy they are, where it's like nobody needs to know these things. Yeah. Just go back to bed. Yeah. That's what you need to do. <laughs> yeah, that's so annoying. Been up since 4.30. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. Congrats. <laughs> Here's an award. It's Get like, out of my face. I beat the guy to the gym. I, I beat the guy that opens <laughs> the door to the gym this morning. What did you do with your day? It's like, well, I, I, I slept. That's what I did. That's what I did. Psychopath. Uh, a couple other items here before we get out of here. Did you see the Broussard Gratterall? mom reunion Dude, got me right oh, in the feels seven right years in the feels. 
Seven. Do you years. see the the following one where they met at the airport? The following post. I think yeah, it was, was before the game. Yeah, I was confused by that. The timing, because I would assume I would imagine it. they met up. That was yeah. before the game, and then I, she was. Able it to looked like it. the airport, right? I think he was. Yeah. 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 That was. Oof. Got me right in the feels. I sent it to my mom. That's just so cool. I what I will say is, um, I think Dave Roberts gets a lot of hate in certain in certain ways about you know some questionable managerial decisions. But when I saw Gradwell go over to the dugout and he's crying and he hugs Dave, and Dave's like, "Point her out for me. Show show me where she is." Like that. And they to like me, looked up and he was like, "There she is," and she was like, "Ah." That's so sick, that, dude. That it's was cool. That was such cool. a cool moment. Super, super cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and then lastly here, the Kyle Schwarber 483-foot home run versus the Braves. <sighs> Bro, that was like literally to Mars. Bro, even Ryan Howard it. was impressed. Did you see that? I did see that. I've seen it up to like the chop house or whatever, but that ball was nuked. nuked. That was big time. Schwabs. Glad I hung on to him in fantasy. Not gonna how many lie. how many singles does he have? Uh that's a good question. A single I, home he, run watch. He tied it up. He tied it up again um the other day, but I don't I didn't see what happened yesterday. It was at 45-45 again. Or not again, but he he tied it up. Right now he is He's got 45 home runs. Oh, it never tells you the singles breakdown. I know. That's what I was looking at, too. It just says hits. Hold on. Let's let's confirm. Well, subtract here. 18 from... Hold on. 46. So he's got 45 home runs, 46 singles. Nice. And 204 strikeouts. I need him to finish with more home runs than singles. That's the only thing I care about this year. I agree. Well, that and the Orioles and Phillies both handling business so we can catch these games. Um, True. That's all I got. You got anything else? That's it for me. Let's have a good weekend. Let's go do it up. Also... Just a heads up, there's only four games on Monday. So, obviously need to tune in for the pod because we're going to help you get through it. Literally four games. So, it's pretty that's, bad. Uh, that's not good news for people yeah. that like watching baseball. It's but we'll want. be here. We will be here. Love you guys. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love y'all, and as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.